The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. Welcome once again to It Came From Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me via social distancing is the Life with Genergy.com's Jen Elise Feldy. Say hi. Hello. How are you guys doing today? I hope you're free of COVID. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be the opposite. Of, like, I hope you all have it. So, yeah, that's a good <laughs> say yes. Exactly. Um, exactly. This I was week- playing dumb. Ah, okay. This week's show, uh, we're going to have our uh, Pronto Comics Dominic Definition Man Sprano with his uh, Comic Pick of the Week. We're also going to have our Indie Self-Promotion Spotlight, and we also have a new segment of Jaybird and Lee, which is a uh, young uh, kid who um, is going to give her views on entertainment and the like. But before we do any of that, we're going to take it away with the news. The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Um, hopefully, uh, their last convention was postponed due to the coronavirus, so hopefully they will get um, a date soon when everything comes back to normal, and uh, we'll be promoting that in that case. But until then, just make sure you go keep an eye on our show and or the website for more information. And I want to give the shout-outs to our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, two-sentence horror, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Transfer Media, Unji Kun, and New Father Shadow Rabbit Art. If you want a uh, shout-out, go to our website, oh, not our website, go to Patreon website, www.patreon.com, and look up and came from your own search bar, and just for a dollar, you get to have a uh, shout-out. And once the uh, whole universe uh, comes back to normal, I think we're going to uh, be talking with uh, Jennifer about adding her uh, level on the Patreon as well. That way she can be a a perk. Because you may not be aware of this, but um, in addition to the $1 a month uh, level, we have other things. And one of them is for $10,000 a month, you get an evening with... Pronto Comics, Dominic Definition, and Sperano, where he takes you to all the local comic book stores and all the best uh, bars in New York City. Oh. So maybe when we fall around, we'll have a, uh, a prize package for you if you're willing to do that. 10000 Yeah. It's on the website. You can go right there, www.patreon.com. I think it should be more, because you know that his pockets are filled with gold. <laughs> so whoever's going to go out with him is going to get some gold. So it should probably be 20000 <laughs> Maybe you can be the 20,000 level. Deal. So we'll put that on there. I'll put that on there. Lickety split. (laughs) Spry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the same type of words. You use these funny words. You're like, spry, spry, lickety split. They're like the same genre of words. It's interesting. It's old old speak. Old person speak. (laughs) Oh, maybe it is. Maybe you're an old person. Maybe that's it. I'm very old. (laughs) I'm actually older than our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, but nobody knows that. That's really cool. How do you stay so young looking? Um, I stay indoors a lot. I'm a vampire. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Actually, gamers are essentially like some subset of vampires. You know, they could be. There's yeah. actually a group of vampires in um, Vancouver, and they're all gamers. So Is... maybe you're that type. Are they vampires because they're in Vancouver? Ha, ha, ha. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> ah, so let's start off with the <laughs> Okay. So we have a lot of sad news, a lot of sad news this week. Um, so voice actress Julie Bennett uh, has died recently from the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. Uh, Julie began her career in animation voiceovers with roles on the Fractured Fairy Tales segment of the Rocky and Bullwinkle show before being cast in her most famous role of Cindy Bear, Yogi's love interest girlfriend slash girlfriend, on the Yogi Bear show from 1961 to 1988. 
In addition to that, Julie has also voiced characters in the 1962 feature Gay Paris, various Mr. Goo, Mr. Goo, Mr. Magoo, and Looney Tunes cartoons, the 1963 short Transylvania 65000, and most recently she voiced Aunt May Parker, that's Peter Parker's aunt, in the 1997 Spider-Man animated series. Of note, Julie is an on-screen actress, as an on-screen actress, appeared in such shows as... Dragnet, Leave it to Beaver, Gun- Superman, Gunsmoke, Sid Caesar Show, and Love American Style, just to name a few. Were you a, a fan? Do you Were you even uh, around when uh, that Rocky and Bullwinkle was there? And- well, well, I was a big fan of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I was actually supposed to be the voice of Natasha, and uh, I heard Julie was coming around, and good thing she didn't take my job. But that other woman, I was going to call her the B word, but you told me not to curse. <laughs> Yes, I was fam. Yeah, so it should have been my job. So, so now you can now you can get it. <laughs> the job is open. Oh no, I don't think she did the voice of Natasha. No, I think she, she did other voices. Yes, yes. Yes. Um, Oh well. <laughs> she was man. I feel bad for saying that. She was a see you're rubbing off of me. She was a spry, <laughs> a spry eighty-eight. Um, moving on from more sad news, uh, musician and songwriter Adam Schlesinger also died recently, and also died of COVID-19. Adam was most famously one of the founders of the group Fountains of Wayne. Uh, anybody remember Stacy's mom? That's, that was their song. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he was the founding, one of the founding members of that group. But also, I was singing that this summer. Stacy's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, man. But he also co-wrote music and co-produced songs in, in major films, such as uh, Ice Age, Constantial Drift, I think that was the third one, I'm not sure, Shallow Howl, The Something About Mary, Me, Myself, and Irene, Josie and the Pussycats, which I liked the music in that uh, movie, uh, Scary Movie, Fever Pitch, just to name a few. Also, Adam co-wrote songs for the TV show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and scored music uh, for other shows such as... <clears throat> Maya Rudolph Show, Good Luck Charlie, Cranky Anchors, Stephen King's Kingdom Hospital, which I did uh, enjoy, and The Man Show, which I also did enjoy, just to name a few. Of note, Adam was the cousin of actor John Bertinall, who most recently played a Punisher in a Netflix series. Oh my god. So, yeah, that was a... This is a bad one. Yeah. Well, I mean... He created created the soundtrack to, like, the story of my life. Like, I am Shallow Howe. My fantasy role is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, because I'm not a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'm, like, the best girlfriend ever, but I love playing the role, and I always talk about that. Something about Mary, I mean, I used to be called her, and I had the autistic stepbrother, too, to to boot, and all the crazy guys. I got the whole cast. And Scary Movie, I was just talking about that being my scary movies. Like, the story, these are, like, the movies of my life. All you gotta do is add Zoolander and Blade, and this is my life. And he wrote the soundtrack. I'm very upset. So, yeah, he wrote uh, uh, Jennifer Elise Feldy's soundtrack. How about that? That's, that's one way to look at it. Um, yeah, it's all about me, you know? <laughs> he was a young 52. See, young? Under, young, uh, under I know. Age, young 52. <laughs> I was paying attention. Um, moving on for even more sad news. Actor Logan Williams also died recently, and as of this recording, which is... Uh, April the 8th, no cause of death has been released. Logan was perhaps best known for playing the young Barry Allen on the CW show The Flash during the first two seasons of the series. In addition to Flash, Logan played Miles Montgomery on the show When Heart When Calls the Heart. That's the show that uh, Lori Loughlin was on before she got uh, in trouble and got kicked off the show. Uh, wait a second, didn't she get trouble for bringing her kid to college? Didn't she pay a lot of money for her kids to go to college? Is she that one? Or am I mixing her up with someone that, else? That is, that is her. And oh, actually, man. I don't think her case was resolved before the world took a pause. So I don't know what happened with that. I should look into that. Interesting. Off the hook, saved by the bell. <laughs> yeah. But she was in full house, close. Honestly. It was close enough. You tried. Enough. You tried. Yeah. No, I, I knew what I was doing. Don't oh. <laughs> so, Logan was a baby, just only 16 years old. What? Yeah. But no cause of death. No cause no of idea. death announced. They uh, they didn't release it yet. Um, all that was said was that um, the parents were unable to see him because of everything's on the quarantine. So. Oh, no. But it was not the virus, but he died at that time. So, yeah. Uh, I'm just glad it's not the virus because, I mean, I know it's it's really bad for everybody, but 16, he had life ahead of him. He probably had parents that cared, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a tragedy when someone that young passed away. I mean, the parents. I want to, like, call the parents right now. 
It's um, what's the saying? A child should never bury their their no. A parent should never bury their children. That's that's one of the hardest things yeah, to ever say. I hear that. Um, yes, but even more sad news. More more sad news. Um, Forrest actor Forrest Compton also died recently and also died of the coronavirus. Uh, Forrest was perhaps best known for his role of attorney Mike Carr on the long-running soap opera Edge of the Night, which was from 1970-1984, which is funny. I have no idea what that show was. It doesn't ring a bell to me at all. Um, seven, that's uh, 14 years. No idea what that show was. And I watched TV a lot during that yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of it either. No um, disrespect, no disrespect. Oh, uh, yeah. In addition to that, Forrest appeared on numerous TV shows as Go and Pile USMC, The Original Twilight Zone, 77 Sunset Trip, uh, My Three Sons, Mayberry, RFD, Mannix, Hogan's Heroes, That Girl, Another World, Loving, One Life to Live, As the World Turns, and Ed, I loved Ed, just to name a few. Uh, he was uh, a spry 94. So it's funny, like I said, I'd never heard of that show, and and that was my, my time frame of watching stuff from 1970, 1984. Maybe it just was something that wasn't on the channel that I was watching. Maybe it's a big hoax. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I, you know, like, everything. So for you not to know something, it, it's shocking to me. It really is. On TV shows and comics and stuff, like, you really know you know a lot. Well, that's why they pay me the, the, the big bucks. Yeah, you know tons more than me. I can just heckle you. That's my, own, that's my only role in this. Well, um, that's, <laughs> I know part, that's part of your role. I was just fishing for compliments. Oh, well, you're doing a good job. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but we have to honor this guy. I like someone I was actually talking about earlier, and he was on that. Uh, a director I was working with said, we have to make this like the Twilight Zone. So, some respect right here for this guy. There you go. Um, and still, still even more sad news. It's like a plethora. Um, actor yeah. Jay Benedict also died recently and also died of the coronavirus. Uh, Jay yeah. had an extensive movie career, extensive movie career, appearing in such films as, here we go, <gasps> Hanover Street, License <laughs> to Love and Kill, I like that one, Victor Victoria, the anime Project Echo, which I loved, Aliens, the, 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 the best one, uh, The Russia House, The Patriots, Double Team, Saving Grace, the animated film The Pets, White Knight, The Apocalypse Cold, The Dark Knight Rises, the and the hundred year old man who climbed out of the window and disappeared. That is a title. I want to see that movie so badly. I was reading that way ahead of you, and I'm just like, I got to see this movie so bad, so bad. Then you said, I'm like, we need to see this movie. That's it's on my list now. Now it's on my that list. That was amazing. Movies I must see. Uh, Everybody should see this during the quarantine. <laughs> yes, hopefully it's on on YouTube. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna post it everywhere. Yes, that's that. That is your mission for this week till next week to find it's that happening. movie. Um, and that's just a few. Uh, he was a 68, a spry 68, with just a week shy of his 69th birthday. That's that's the oh, that's the killer. He almost made it to 69. 69. Sorry, 12 years young. <laughs> that's what definitely like 12 year olds do. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've mentioned this before, <laughs> it, but it's funny. Um, I was a big fan. <laughs> I was a big fan of uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Right. And I saw the movie. And there's a, a part of that in the movie where they go, you guys really know, if you guys are really us, when they meet themselves, he goes, what number are we thinking of? And he goes, 69, dude. Oh, right? that's funny. Now, that's why I remember that. I thought that was hilarious. But then uh -huh. when I saw it on TV, it was censored, and they cut that part out because I didn't understand the reference. I just thought it was funny that the number was funny in and of itself. Right. So see, that's how I learned it was a dirty word. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. You're like, I didn't know. I thought it was like 12, 4, yeah. 4, <laughs> 7. Yeah. That's cute. That's cute. It's nice to see people of innocence, you know? Yeah. I, I had more than one of those stories, believe it or not. Um, that's funny. That's cute. That's cute. Uh, finally, finally, we've, we've hit the plateau of sad news. Last bit of sad news. Amen. Actress Honor Blackman also died recently, but this time just of natural causes. Honor was perhaps best known as the Bond girl, Pousse Galore, in the film Goldfinger. <laughs> I say it like that for a reason. And that's addition, one thing that's not happening right now. I don't think anyone's getting any Pousse Galore. It's pandemic. <laughs> it's a pandemic. No one's going anywhere. So... God bless this person. I'm gl God bless. Um, in addition to that, Honor, uh, Honor had a massive film and TV career, starring in such movies and films as here we go, 
daughter of darkness, conspirator, jeez, come die my love, break away, the glass cage, pay your money, a night to remember, the saint, the TV series, Avengers, the TV series, chasing the Argonauts, the secret of my success, life at the top, virgin and a gypsy, to devil a daughter, ragtime, summer, the cat and a canary, Minder on the Orient Express, TV movie, it is Minder, not murder, uh, tale of the mummy, Bridget Jones's diary, Hotel Babylon, I, Anna, Cockneys vs. Zombies, another one I want to see. Gotta see that one, wow. What the what? What by, the what? By any means, and you, just, wait, by any means, and you, and me, and them, just name a few. That's a title also. Um, as a side note, in the episode of the Avengers, Too Many Christmas Trees, which was in 1965, John Steed, which was the lead of the, of the show, received a Christmas card from Honor's character, Kathy Gale, explaining her absence in the episodes during the filming of Goldfinger. John says, after reading the envelope, whatever can she be doing at Fort Knox? Because you get it, Goldfinger, Fort Knox. <laughs> uh, she was a spry 94. Jeez, well that's, uh, the you pay your money part, you pay your money, I'm sorry, as you were reading, I was just thinking the entire time, I wasn't even listening to the rest of them, I'm not going to lie, but I was picturing, that's what Americans are saying to the Chinese right now, they're like, you pay your money, you pay your money, it's, it's <laughs> you, you, you can't say that, yeah, we can say it, you're going to bleed it, you're going to bleed it, you'll pay your money, <laughs> I'm sorry editor, again. I'm sorry, but that's, that's what I see all over Facebook all day long from so many people that I, I've never met before. They're writing all over Facebook that the, the Chinese have to pay. The Chinese have to pay. And, and that's the title of this movie. You pay your money. That's what's happening right now. All right. I'm done. <laughs> so moving on to, to, not, to not as sad news. <laughs> from the follow-up department, which is two weeks in a row. As mentioned on a previous show, Diamond Distributors, the only distributor of comic book and related merchandise, has not only stopped all future deliveries to comic book stores, they also announced that they will be holding payments, as you mentioned, uh, to vendors due to the coronavirus outbreak. However, this is is the the good news, just recently, Diamond has backpedaled on saying that instead, they'll do this instead. Here we go. Diamond says... COVID-19 dramatic impact on business around the globe cannot be understated. My leadership team is working nonstop in concert with expert uh, consultants and our publisher partners to safeguard the comic industry's future. Thousands are beeping. Thousands of retailers and publishers and hundreds and thousands of fans look forward to the products we distribute, and I take that responsibility very seriously. Last week, we held vendor payments to allow for careful analysis and information of our industry, our business, and the effect of COVID-19. We assure you that we will communicate our revised payment schedule when we were able, and I appreciate your patience and many supportive messages I have received this week. With that, they have decided that beginning on the week of April 6th, which is this week, vendors will receive 25% of the payments that they're due, and each week after that, vendors will receive 25% of payments that was due. The reduced payment schedule will continue for six weeks, with the remaining 75% that was due of each week that hadn't been paid will be deferred. Following the six-week period, they will begin a payment of the deferred balance and equal payments over a 13-week period. We only understand that this is a significant impact on everyone and the situation could change. We also recognize in our world that the midst of unprecedented crisis and aggressive action are necessary in addition to the steps outlined above. Blah, 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 blah. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Well, you know what, though? I think it's very good news because last week we were at nothing. We got nothing. And now it seems like they have some type of plan in place that they actually can execute. So this sounds like great news. So I think I think that's the plan. I think that they were like, we're not going to give you anything. And then backpedal because they're like, oh, yeah. it's not bad. We're getting 25 percent of what we're owed for six they got yelled at (laughs) they got yelled at they probably like showed up and someone put a gun in someone's mouth someone woke up that morning they're like give us your money (laughs) pay us expletive pay us pay us b (laughs) yeah i I, honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they got some very serious warnings and they're like okay okay i'm sorry um 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 please oh please you know like they were pushed up against the wall i'm sure I guess so, but man, that, like, in no other situation would that be considered a good deal. Because you're only getting 25% of the payments for six weeks, and then the rest in a 13-week installment. Like, that's insane. Yeah, but you know what, though? It's, 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 it's not good because these people, if they rely, here's the deal. If certain people rely on diamonds, like, 90% for their rent, they're screwed. 
They're yeah. absolutely screwed. But if people only rely like 13% of their income or probably 17, I'm not an economist, but I bet you somewhere down those numbers, then it's okay. They'll, they'll be like, okay, we don't need the money right now. So at least they're going to get it sometime. At least they have a plan in place. But the thing is, I'm thinking for Diamond now, right? So now I'm not switching. I'm switching away from the people. Right. I'm thinking I'm Diamond. Now, now, if Diamond doesn't bring in any new money, they what's going to happen after they do this payment? You know, are they going to be like, are the people are going to be homeless? Like, what's the deal? Well, the only way they're going to be able to bring in new money is if the comic book stores, which are mostly closed now, reopen and start ordering stuff. Exactly. So it's a whole chain reaction of events, which exactly. does not look good for anybody involved in this situation. It's really bad. I hope. Basically, if we don't go back to work sometime like in May or June or July, like Diamond could be gone. I don't know how much money they have left. I don't know their stockpile, but they don't. If they don't have a stockpile, they're gonna. They're not gonna be here in July. It's gone. I so mean, we need to end this before July. I mean, we've talked about this before, but you know, comic book stores, their their majority of their money is back issues, but they want to have new products. For, that's what people come in for. That's yeah. kind of like that's kind of like you know, the, to get them in the door, and then they'll spend money once they're inside with the new comics. But if they have no new product. You're going to a place that has no new product. How often are you going to go there? Like realistically, right? So, right. And and comic book stores, as they say, there's no money in comics. It ain't it ain't a lie. It's it's a mm -hmm. it's a very fine line of a profit margin that most comic book stores do. Yeah, yeah, export force. Ah, so moving on. Um, speaking of things being pushed back from the No Doctor Jones department. Due to the movie industry essentially grinding to a halt, many films have been pushed back with either its release date, production schedule, or both. This is the case with Indiana Jones Part 5, which was originally scheduled for a July 9th, 2021 theatrical release. Now, Indy 5's new date is July 29th, 2022. So there's no Indiana Jones movie for the next two years, if that, uh, if that less. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, you know what I have to say about this? What? We had four. You want to make a fifth one? Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe this is a sign from the universe that four is enough. You know, all these movies want to come out. Oh, let's make a seventh one. Let's make a 22nd one. Maybe you should just go to sleep. Well, you know, they there is no originality in Hollywood, and they like money. So, yeah. You're right. I changed my mind. You know what? A fifth one would be really cool. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. So here, too, is actually some, some happy news. Mm, all right. uh, from the Wanna Read Some Free Comics department, Marvel Comics has recently announced that they will be giving away a month of free access to some of its most popular and recently released comic books to its online subscription service. Uh, comic lovers can access these free titles by downloading the Marvel Unlimited app via the Apple or Google app uh, source services and select the free comics option on the landing page. So yay! So wait, that's called Wanna Wanna Read Some Free Comics? Is that what that's called? Yeah, Wanna Read Some Free Comics Department. Oh my god, when you read that, I was thinking, Wanna Read Some Free Comics? Like, I was picturing a guy, like, hollering at me at the street, like, you know, guys, like, holler at me because I'm a girl. No, <laughs> you wanna read some free comics? Like, that's how, I, that's how I think you have to have it said, always. That's, Just like that. <laughs> that's a, that's, but the holla, thing holla is. Holla, girl, holla, the, holla, girl. The, the, those people who say that to you, uh, that's code. <laughs> There's what there's that? no there's no comics there's no they don't have comics. Oh whoa whoa that's, that's pretty that's pretty scary it could be human trafficking. It's like hey lady you want to read some free comics there's no <laughs> comics there's no comics. Interesting yeah I didn't always know that as a girl it, it took me some time like I, I was definitely in my twenties and I definitely thought oh if a guy invited me somewhere. You know, oh, they really want to do this thing, and then it's like, no, like they're trying to lock it down. They like, you know, you know, want to marry you and stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, got it. Yeah. Everything's code. Everything's code for like ninety percent of guys, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I was like twenty-four, probably. Well, I am going to reiterate that fact. Everything is code, yeah, <laughs> or, or everything you. can be code. I appreciate that. I needed that reminder as a thirty-six-year-old little girl. <laughs> um. <laughs> So the final bit of news, final bit of news. Um, from the, if you can't see it, you don't know what you're missing department. See, that also okay, can. Okay, I can't believe it's not butter. That can also be code, see? Okay. <laughs> um, due to the fact that the kids are currently spending more time on streaming services than before, a side effect of the pandemic, none uh -huh. other than Netflix has announced a slew 
of new parental controls that make it easier than ever before to monitor and censor their, what their kids are seeing, including the ability to remove specific movies and TV shows from a Netflix profile altogether. Uh, to keep kids from changing any of these settings, a pin can be added to the settings and the individual profiles. Only the person who knows the pin can change the settings. Netflix says, <clears throat> Choices and control have always been important for our members, especially parents. We hope that these additional controls will help parents make the right choices for their families. Uh, parents, yeah. as, as I mentioned, the, the whole censorship thing. So, like, now it's just gone. So there's things that just do not exist in the kids' world of movies that the parents yeah. feel that is not uh, appropriate for their children to view. As opposed well, to seeing it, they are not being able to access it. Yeah, that's what's happening in the world right now. Mommy and Daddy are changing the privacy on Netflix, and Mommy and Daddy of the world and all citizens, a.k.a. the government, that's our Mommy and Daddy, they're changing the controls because a lot of things are being blocked on media right now. Well, isn't the government Uncle Sam? They're our uncle, not a Mommy and Dad. Well, I'm saying you're, but it, it's not that you're arguing. It's a, it's a yeah. point of view, which therefore is an argument on your. I know. Okay. So I'm that, being cool. I'm being jokey. Okay. I know what you're saying. You're I being got jokey, you. Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> you're picking up what I'm putting down. Mm-hmm. Um, Always. It's, a, it's like 99 percent of the time you talk for sure. <laughs> Parents <laughs> can add these controls right now, right now, right now, by visiting the account settings in a Netflix app or on a desktop site. So I just. I mean, I've always had a problem with this form of censorship. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've talked about it, I've talked about it before. Okay. Like, when you're watching a, a show, you should you should know what you're getting into. But uh-huh. then, by having these censorship things in there, it also um, dilutes what you're going to get. So, for example, mm. if you're watching a PG-rated movie, automatically you know that certain things can or cannot happen. Like kids are safe oh. in PG-13 movies. Um, there's no blood. Oh. So if you want to see something like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Like, oh, it's a PG-13 movie. I know that's not going to happen. So it, All it, my movies are not PG-13 then because I have blood in at least four movies on the end. So bam, I'm out. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing. Like, you know, if you're going to already a movie, like, oh, it, it, every, you know, everything can happen. And I think that the fact that anything can happen, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it will happen, will also affect the rating, and therefore it affects what you're going to get. It's just one of those things where I'm like, I understand it, and I don't agree with it. You know what, I see it I see it on the movie-making part, that you know people are now going to be making movies based on ratings and not based on art, and that's a problem for me. Yeah, see? Well, another, another yeah, you're like, problem. oh, you know what? We're not going to do the photo shoot this way because someone's going to get mad and Sheila's not going to be happy. I mean, it's like you start trying to please all these people and it just waters, waters you down. You can't care when you do anything artful. You can't care at all. Sometimes uh, you just have to stick to your guns and go forth with uh, your passion and your viewpoint. Because sometimes that's, that's what you're doing in the first place for. At least that's what most people do, right? Amen. So that's it for the news. So, all right. Um, we're going to take our break now, and I guess that's it. Do anything else you want to mention before we take our break, there, Jennifer? Everyone, please eat your fruits and vegetables. Don't mess around. Keep your immunity strong. And you know, there's one thing, and I said this on today's show with the people in the Philippines. I was being interviewed, and my final thought, one of them was to make sure that the people around you are very positive and supportive and they don't create chaos in your world where there doesn't need to be and they focus on solutions instead of focusing on problems, creating them because the people you hang out with and the thoughts that you think and all the things that you feel throughout the day are going to change your neuropeptides. They're going to change what's going on in your body on a chemical level. So you want to keep your immune system high. So a lot of people don't think about that if you're you know, make sure you just choose your company very carefully now because everyone needs their immune system more than ever. That's my final thought. Choose your company wisely. 
Alright, so with that, we're going to take our break. We'll be right back with it came from the radio. Hey, I'm Mike Kingston, the writer and creator of Headlocks. And I am WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And guess what you're listening to? You're listening to It Came From The Radio! Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now, we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week. And today's pick of the week is brought to you by... Hi, this is Rick Dalton, better known as Bounty Hunter Jake Cahill, speaking on behalf of Red Apple Cigarettes. Now, of course, uh, there is no Red Apple Tobacco Company, and anyway, please don't smoke. It's never a good idea. But I played those two clips before because today's book, which is called Supermarket by Brian Wood and Christian, I hope I'm saying that name right, to me felt very Tarantino-esque in a couple of ways. So... Just my little way of uh, referencing how it felt. Plus, there's a little hint of Fast and Furious in there as well. I used to say I lived my life a quarter mile at a time. And I'll break down why I say those things in a couple of seconds. But first, let me read you the synopsis from the uh, back cover of the book. In the future world of supermarket, cash rules over everything. Money, 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 money. Legitimate and black market economies define the city and everyone in it, controlled by rival factions of the Yakuza and porno-swede crime families, convenience store clerkette and 16-year-old suburban wise guy, it doesn't say guy, uh, Pella Suzuki suddenly finds herself right in the middle of it, heir to an empire she couldn't possibly inherit, but the crime bosses aren't taking any chances. Armed with phone messages from beyond the grave and a natural sense of street-level economics, she fends off hit squads right and left, following a path laid out for her well before she was born. The question is, is Pella's fate truly locked in, or can she cheat the supermarket? So, what is in the book, first of all, it's a pretty good story, and it's a fast read. So if you're looking to kill about an hour, hour and a half, it's fun, okay? It's not really heavy. It's not very deep. You're not going to um, come away learning brand new things from this. But it's an interesting take on economics. It's an interesting take on income inequality um, as told through this fictional world. They never get specific on where the city is in the book. It's basically just a conglomerate of all cities. At some point, you feel like you're in Tokyo. At other points, you feel like you're in New York. At other points, you feel like you're in L.A. So it's a very all-encompassing, cosmopolitan feel that you get from the book. The art done uh, by Christian Donaldson is beautiful. Um, I dig it. I really like it. It's very, very colorful, really great sense of palette. It's one of the things that makes it feel like a Tarantino film in the way that he can use color. Uh, But the main reason why I say it feels like a Tarantino story is because right off the bat, boom, you got Yakuza uh, in black suits with white shirts and black ties, just like right out of Kill Bill. 
Um, now, this book came out in 2009. Kill Bill came out in 2004, 2005. So I could definitely see how Brian Wood was probably influenced in it. And I'm really not kidding because, like, within the first couple of sec, first couple of pages here, about page 22, you're seeing more Yakuza, and by the second chapter of the book, you're seeing like Yakuza in the suits with swords, smoking, like just so Tarantino, just absolutely so Tarantino. Now, I also say it feels like the Fast and the Furious because at one point in the book, they take you on this crazy, crazy um, chase scene with a souped up street racing car, right? And they're racing in underground in an underground garage in a tunnel through the highway um really crazy and as i'm reading it all i can think to myself is just where's dominic toretto which by the way one of my favorite characters of all time because we share the same name you know but it just so feels like a mash up between these two cinematic worlds and it's done pretty well i have to say like Again, the story isn't too deep. I could honestly go for um, it being a little bit longer. Really, I, I really love it if it went deeper into this this world. It kind of wraps up a little fast for me, but still good. I I it took me out of my mind. It it really helped me for the for the hour and a half that I was reading it um, to just like suspend reality a little bit for the, what's currently going on in the world today. Um, and I think that's what we're all really looking for right now, is something that you can read that helps you just sort of suspend reality and just enjoy. Let me read you some of the reviews that came uh, that's also on the back of the book. A nice roller coaster ride of emotion with an intriguing story, some nice funny bits, and some nice biting satire. That's from Ain't It Cool News. Compelling characters, excellent pacing and dialogue. There's no indie writer more deserving of wider attention than Brian Wood. That's from IGN.com. Stunningly beautiful artwork. That's the fourthrail.com. An over-the-top summer action movie, Wizard. And I got to tell you, the last review right there, uh, an over-the-top summer action movie, that's essentially what this book feels like. So if you liked Kill Bill, if you like the Fast and Furious franchise, this will be something definitely up your alley. Again, the art is truly just sensational. Wonderful palette work. I really, really enjoy it. It's a very fast read. You're not going to um, have to really get very deep. It's kind of Pulp Fiction-y in a certain way. You know, it's like, um, I don't want to say like a, a like a level of a, of a cheap romance novel, but it's just not, not a heavy read. You're not going to be uh, dealing with truly heavy subjects, even though, like I said, there is some income and quality discussion here, talking about how money works. Um, so there are things that are a little heavy, but they don't delve into it too deeply. So you can really read this and kind of suspend reality and enjoy yourself just for an hour, hour and a half. Uh, it is definitely not for kids. Absolutely not for kids. It's got adult subject matter. It's got adult language in it. Uh, it's not gratuitous, but definitely you are not reading this to your children. So this is a pick for all you parents out there who is now like a month into quarantine, uh, looking down the barrel of another month of quarantine, and you just want some uh, alone adult time and in subject matter that is not Disney+. Plus. Okay. Now, if you want to get this book, there are two ways that I recommend that you do it. You can, of course, go onto Amazon. According to what I'm reading right now, there's literally only one left in stock if you want the actual physical book. However, it is available for Kindle download uh, at $7.99. If you want the paperback, it's $22.89, um, though they say there are about 20 used. So if you want to buy someone's used copy, you can also get it on Comixology through Amazon. That is also $7.99, like I said. So it's definitely worth, for 8 bucks. this is definitely worth the price, okay? You'll enjoy it. You'll flip through it. There is about, a, it's about 106 pages, and it's even the age rating is 17 plus and up. So... Definitely good for mom or dad who is tired of kid stuff all the time. Okay, so that is this week's pick of the week. I hope you enjoy it. Remember, it is Brian Wood's Supermarket. It came out through IDW. Definitely check it out. Really worth it. 
take care, everybody. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember... Money will come and go. We know that. But the most important thing in life will always be the people in this room. Right here. Right now. Salute me, familia. Salute. So be safe and be healthy. Take care. Hi everyone, this is Tom Christopher. I had played Hawk on Buck Rogers on the 25th century, and you are listening to It Came From Radio. Now, back to our show. Hello, my name is Michael Gracia, and I am a cartoonist, an illustrator, an animator, and an educator. People may know me from my comic, Plunger Pup, which I did back from the late 90s into the early 2000s. You may also know me from my comic, The Wiz, which appeared on Instagram back in 2019. I'm also a traveling cartoon educator and go from schools and libraries and camps and other places talking about comics, animation, and so forth. Also, instructing kids and adults on how to make them. Right now, during this time of quarantine, I am creating YouTube videos and streaming those YouTube videos on Mondays and Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. During those videos, I give free cartooning lessons to anyone who wants to join in and questions are welcome. Also, a few nights a week on Incredicon's Facebook page, and Incredicon is a show I put on with my business partner, and me and him right now, since the cons are not happening, if you go to at HV on Facebook, you can tune in with us, and we will have special guests, other artists, writers, uh, people in the, the industry, and we're discussing comics and animation and movies and just whatever it's a really really fun time it happens usually around 8 30 two to three nights a week and you can follow the at incredicon page i'm sorry at incredicon hv page to watch those videos my youtube channel is michael gracia that's spelled g-r-a s as in sam s as in sam i-a which, by the way, at Michael Gracia, is everything you need for all my social media. My Twitter, my Instagram, um, my Facebook. You can also find me at getintune.net on Facebook, which is my educational page. The stuff I use for the videos. If you're interested right now in getting a commission from me, you can... Message me on any of the services or on getintune.net, which is also my website. And the tune is spelled T-O-O-N. I'm doing only digital commissions right now as I'm not leaving my house due to the quarantine. I will not be going to the post office or anything. So digital commissions will be done at a high resolution and sent as a high-res PDF that you can print up yourself and frame. Prices vary based on lots of things such as how many characters, is it black and white or color, size, background amount, a lot of different things. So message me and I'll be happy to give you a price. You can follow also me on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Michael Gracia. There I'll be offering a fun rewards, or at least what I think are fun rewards, to um, 
to those who, who become a patron of me. And the, that will help me create my comics, create my educational videos, um, and a lot of other things. I'm, I'm actually going to be getting ready to do an animation real soon, so the Patreon will help fund that animation. Um, but yeah, I'm, I love comics. I love talking about comics. I love talking about animation. That is, that is what I, I'm all about. Um, my work is all about that stuff as well. And I'm happy to share it with, with anybody. So make sure you tune into my YouTube page. So remember, it's Michael Gracia. That's spelled G-R-A. S as in Sam. S as in Sam. I-A. You can find me at Michael Gracia on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And also at GetInTune.net on Facebook. And GetInTune.net is my website. You can also go to michaelgracia.com and see some of my other work. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. So, thank you. I hope everyone is saying, not saying, I'm sorry. Hope everyone is staying safe. Hope everyone is very healthy right now. And I hope everyone tunes into my YouTube channel. Or even just connects with me and looks at what I'm doing. I'm even live streaming on on Instagram sometimes which I've been having a blast doing so again my name is Michael Gracia it's spelled G-R-A S as in Sam S as in Sam I-A and I hope to see you around thank you and uh, stay safe <laughs> hey kids this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones and then you're listening to it came from the radio now back to our show Hey, this is Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about the series, Series of Unfortunate Events. Yeah, it's a really cool show. Very creepy, dark, mysterious. It's got all the uh, elements that um, a kid of 12 years old likes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. So what's the story about? It's basically about one... There are three kids. They um, the Baudelaires. The Baudelaires. Oh, okay. You said sorry. Baudelaires. All right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> the Baudelaires lose their parents in a very eerie fire, mysterious, and they face trials and tri- tribulations, attempting to uncover the dark family secrets that their parents never told them. Right, and in the meantime, they're passed from um, guardian to guardian, who has like some kind of quirk about them right throughout the whole yeah. series and one of them uh one of the original guardians is count olaf played by neil patrick harris <laughs> if you like uh doogie hauser back in the day or if um you like um harold and kumar go to white castle it's probably <laughs> who's really funny in this show he's really funny in this show um what do you think of the show so far i mean i like it they it went on from 2017 to 2019. There are three seasons. Um, there aren't really, and it sort of ended at three seasons. But I like, I like the how eventually they basically how everything was connected, and you were just you were um, discovering a new mystery throughout each each season. episode or each episode, yeah. oh, each season and each episode. I yeah. think right there was something new. And kind of nerve-wracking in the beginning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And it was kind of fun, right? It kind of sucks you in because you had Patrick Warburton, who's uh, also stars in this show, and he's really good in it. And he plays Lemony Snicket. Yeah, from the beginning, he actually sucks you in and says, like, don't watch this show. <laughs> and then that basically makes you want to watch the show because he's like, don't watch it. It's too scary. Right, yeah. exactly. So you have read some of the books too, right? Because this is based on a series of books. Yeah. The thing is, the only really difference is that they continue to get it get passed on from guardian to guardian. And I feel like I don't think they have like a happy ending. I think it just, they don't describe the mystery, I don't think. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll have to keep yeah. on reading the books, right, <laughs> at this yeah. point? Because we've just been binging on all of these episodes since we've been kind of quarantined here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. And there, I know there's a um, 
a Jim Carrey version of this film of the in the film uh, world, and we totally skipped that. So we're <laughs> not gonna watch it. <laughs> I, uh, I started looking at like I. I started watching, like, the beginning of it, and I was like, I think definitely Neil Patrick Harris plays the the role of Count, Count Olaf better than Jim Carrey does. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. Um, who's your favorite character in this uh, show? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I honestly think I might have to say Count Olaf, because he just plays his role so well, and you definitely, you, like, you get sucked in, you feel... You f- like you sort of feel the anger and stuff running through him, and then right. you get mad at him. Like to get mad at a character, it just shows that they play that character really well. Yeah, and I think it's just great because he's also like a failed actor within the show, so it's actually kind of cool. Um, he tries to become a uh, was he a play a playwright and a, an actor, and he tries yeah. to just perform multiple plays that are just failures, right? Each one. Yeah, and one of them, he actually persuaded uh, everyone to think that it was, I guess, a play when he was actually marrying the oldest Baudelaire to get their fortune. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the whole point is he's trying to get their fortune and and pretty much uh, kill the kids and get the fortune or just have them sign over a contract to get that fortune. But um, you'd recommend it for the most part? Definitely. All right, cool. So, I mean, another one... um, that we really do recommend. I hope you check it out. It's uh, three seasons total, so it's not too much of a killer in time, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are practically an hour each episode. <laughs> okay, but still, it's it's a great quarantine-type uh, series to watch. It yep. keeps interest, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so what are we going to do now? We're going to sign off, right? Yep. All right, until All right. next time, thank you. Thank to everybody from It Came From The Radio, and uh, hope to see you next time. Bye. Hi, this is Sherilyn Fenn, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. Our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, had a senior correspondent moment, and he reminded me, well, he discovered, that he had some interviews that he never gave to me uh, that happened uh, that he did from the PowCon. Way back in January of this year, 2020, before the apocalypse happened. So uh, we're going to be airing a couple of interviews with him right now. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I'm here at the PowCon, and I'm happy to be here and honored to be here with AEW wrestling star Sean Spears. How are you, Sean? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. Sean, tell us a little about yourself. I know uh, this is a new and exciting wrestling federation, and uh, tell us everything we could expect from you. Oh, man. Well, first things first, I guess uh, I've been wrestling for uh, 18 years in January now, so I've been around the block a little bit. It's been a long time, but it's been a, a hell of a ride. And in terms of what you can expect from AEW, uh, we are a new company. We're only about officially six months old, um, and we, we are taking wrestling by storm. Uh, we're kind of bringing a different approach. Uh, we're kind of catering to a uh, different audience uh, demographic, and here's the thing. We bring fire every Wednesday night. So uh, our main goal is to provide an alternative for our fan base, and uh, the more wrestling, the better. So that's our, our motto across the board. Um, now, let's could we talk about your past a little? Uh, we know you've been wrestling for a long time. Tell people who don't know who you are, um, you know, what was what was your past uh, experience? Ah, uh, let's see. I was uh, originally trained in Canada. Uh, I am Canadian. I spent about five years, four and a half years on the independence. Then I was uh, wrestling with WWE for about three years. Uh, then I spent about another close to five on the independence. Then I went back to WWE for just over five years. And uh, now I've moved over to AEW. So I've kind of, like I said, crossed the spectrum a little bit. I spent time, a little bit of time in Mexico, a little bit of time in Japan, Puerto Rico. So uh, a well-versed grappler, as I like to say. A well-versed. Now what's some uh, major bouts you have coming up? Uh, well, I'll be in Cleveland Wednesday night for Dynamite on TNT. So uh, I don't know what I'm doing yet. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you because I can't. Uh, but uh, something's going to happen. And I'm still looking for a tag team partner. So hopefully uh, my mentor, my manager, my partner in crime, Tully Blanchard, has found that guy. So now, is there something that's uh, huge that's going on today someplace? 
like a big bout or a, a big. Uh, I'm at the Palcon. That, that's 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 what I got going on. So that's the that's a beautiful thing about having your own schedule and uh, a little bit of freedom to enjoy things like this. So yeah, that's 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 what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I don't. I'm just interviewing the great Sean Spears. Here. Oh, was that a trick question? <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, okay. What's the but anyway, uh, well, I'm interviewing the great Sean Spears. Oh, yeah, there you go. So now, if uh, we want to get your social media out there, so people could get in touch with you and see what's coming up for you. So go anything you have. Sure, sure. You can find me on. Twitter at perfection, but the I O is spelt with a ten, and then on Instagram the Sean Spears. So you can you, find me there. Beautiful, Sean. Thank you so much for uh, talking with us, spending some time, and uh, continued success. And we wish you well. Thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Take it easy. This is Charlie Saladino from it came from the radio at the Palcom with Sean Spears, and back to you, Mark, in the studio. I'm Nathan Booth from Ben and Apple TV, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I'm here live at the Palcon in the motherland, Brooklyn. Uh, and we're at the Brooklyn uh, Expo Center. And I ran into our two good friends and amazing cosplayers, uh, Bobby Chula and the Bronx Spidey. How you guys doing? Hi, everything good? Hey, guys. How, are you? How you doing, guys? All right, tell us uh, what exciting stuff, because I know you guys have been getting more and more popular. Your um, your social media has been going off the charts. Uh, how's things going for you, and what's going on? Well, we're working a lot together. We're doing a lot of cosplay together uh, as Marvel couples. We're doing uh, Gwenom and Bronx Spy is going to be um, Miles Morales. So, yeah, it's like fun. We are in fun, we're going to cons. Today are uh, we both Miles Morales. Um, the female version is the male version. Uh, we look like two queen, uh, two twins. And, um, and what yeah, else? Yeah, so uh, we're also going to be start doing uh, more hospital visits for the kids and uh, in the hospitals and stuff like that. A lot of more community uh, events and stuff like that, birthday parties and stuff. And yeah, we're working a lot together. And uh, yeah, we're having a lot of fun. That and I'm telling you, you guys are great together. And uh, as I'm, I'm looking at you guys now, uh, you're, you're both Bronx Spide, Spideys, and uh, I mean, oh my God, it's it's like looking in a mirror here. Um, I'm liking uh, Bobby Chula's uh, Bronx Spidey because uh, when she stands next to me, she's not eight feet tall like in yes, her other costume. Yeah. I'm less, I'm less, I'm less. Sometimes always I say eight feet. Yes, always heels. But today, yeah, sneakers, Jordan, so good. <laughs> okay, what well, guys, what's coming up for you guys next? What uh, cons are you going to be out? Tell everybody where they can see you. We're going to go next to Katsukon, and we cannot wait because we're going to see a lot of people, a lot of fans and we're going to show up and as um, no it's a surprise I'm not going to say it we, we, we do multiple cosplays yeah, there yeah it's going to be a surprise it's in uh, Maryland uh, Katsukon in the uh, Gaylord Convention Center and yeah it's going to be a uh, very very uh, good time we're also going to go to uh, CradleCon uh, what else? Uh, East Coast Comic Con, um, uh, Undiscovered, Guaram Comic Con, yes. Tattoo Conventions, and a lot of conventions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, yeah, a lot of cons. Yeah, and we'll, we'll probably see you out there. Um, I'm telling you, just uh, just check uh, Bobby's Facebook page out because I've been watching them take some unbelievable self-timey selfies, I guess you would call them, and they're, they're going to look great. And also check out uh, our pictures on our uh, Facebook page. So um, now, here, here's the question. How are you liking this con, and uh, what's going on? How many uh, people are you meeting here? Uh, well, this con is going pretty well. I'm hosting the cosplay contest. I did it yesterday, and I'm doing it today. So people are signing up for the cosplay contest. Uh, I'm going to judge later on. And this con is pretty good, you pretty know. Much con, yeah. So we see like what's going on today. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have fun. I keep yeah. enjoying the con. <laughs> 
Beautiful. And uh, now it's time to get all your social media out so people can see you guys. Yes. Um, so my Instagram is Barbichula NYC and the same is the Facebook page, Barbichula NYC, and TikTok as well, Barbichula NYC. And Bronx Spidey. And you can also find Bronx, me, Bronx Spidey, at, uh, at Bronx Spidey on Instagram and Bronx Spidey on Facebook as well. So, and uh, TikTok yeah. as well. And TikTok as well. It's yeah. the same name, Bronx Spidey, Bronx Spidey and Barbichula NYC. All right, guys, thank you so much for this interview. We wish you well, and we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll constantly see you at the cons. And you guys look amazing. You guys are like the best cosplayers that we've seen in a while. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having thank us. You, thank, thank you. I appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Charlie Saladino with the bright Spidey and Bobby Chula, and uh, we're at the PowCon, and we'll be uh, talking to you soon. Back to you, Mark. This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from G.I. Joe, and I am here at CradleCom, and I am with It Came From The Radio. Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you missed any part of this show, Stop. go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to your archives. will be up any week or so. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.